0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Have a seat. Join me. Episode 70 of the Kingdom Bringer podcast. I'm your host, Darren Eubanks. Thanks once again for joining me. It's great to be here. I hope you're buckled in. I hope you have a uh, just an opportunity to just rest, to relax, and to enjoy this episode. I think you'll be blessed. I believe you'll be blessed. I want to talk a little bit about 2020, what we've experienced so far in 2020. There were a lot of words spoken over this year, right? Before this year started, I was one of them. Clarity was going to be a word. Focus was going to be a word. Everybody had a prophetic word for 2020. Obviously, vision, clarity was 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 big topics. Those were big topics, big words that were spoken before this year started. And I don't think that it's gone the way anyone expected it to. I think it's safe to say that this year has been full of unexpectancies. It's been full of like unexpected moments, full of left turns, full of chaos, and full of distractions. There's been a lot of distractions that have hit the body of Christ, that's hit the American family, that's hit the church. We're distracted very easily from what the Lord desires for us to experience. We're distracted very easily from our purpose and our destiny and our journey in the kingdom of God. I was reminded, I gave a message, I gave a sermon in January, of this year January of 2020 about single vision the whole message was about seeking first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added and i was thinking about that that message actually because there's a lot of times when i think in, in a lot of ways i'm looking back and i'm thinking wow this is not at all what i spoke about this is not at all what i thought this year was going to be like and the Lord, actually, I felt the Lord calling me back to that message. And I, I, went, and I, I went back and I listened to this message that you're going to hear. And it was actually kind of spot on. <laughs> it was actually kind of spot on. It was talking about the distractions. It was talking about how to handle the distractions that come. It was talking about how to stay focused. And if, if there's one thing that we really need to do right now in 2020 is refocus on the kingdom of God. We've been hit with so many distractions that have knocked us off the path that have pulled the rug out from under us that have tried to knock the the door off its hinges and I think it's time that we take a look at the the kingdom of God, what God's desire is for us as a kingdom family, and get back to the basics with this and so this was a this was a message that I think is it's a good call it's a good call to 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 restart, reset and refocus in 2020, because it's not over. This year is not over. And so this message is called single vision. I think it's time that we realize that we're really suffering right now from scatter vision, from looking at all kinds of distractions. There's so many things the enemy has done. And we're right in the middle of like political season two. So we're bound to get hit with more chaos, with more distraction, with more things that are trying to take our attention away from what the Lord has called us to do. And right now I'm called to rest. I'm still in a place of rest. I'm still in a place of joy and peace and fruit of the spirit all over the place. But it's time for us to focus again on the kingdom of God, seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, kingdom over everything. And I just want you to listen to this message and be blessed today. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends and shoot me a message if you'd like to communicate. I'm in a place right now where I really want to strike up conversation. And I really want to be able to uh, lend an, an ear and a shoulder. And if you've got questions or comments or just need somebody to talk to, I'd love, I'd love to hear from you. And you can reach out to me at, at Darren. That's D-A-R-I-N at KingdomBringer.com. Leave me a message and I will get back with you. I would love to have a conversation. But here's my message that I gave back in January before this breakout happened, before we experienced all these distractions that hit, um, specifically in America, that's where I'm at. This is called Single Vision and it's, it's a message for you right now. This message is for you. So listen, love you guys so much. Reach out to me, I'd love to hear from you. And be blessed. Had a smile on my face there for a minute. I just really felt like God's goodness, you know what I mean? We get sidetracked sometimes with, all these things, but it's really all about God's goodness. I think as a ministry it's so important to know, understand, and focus on His goodness. The Word says that it's His goodness that leads man to repentance. Right? Not the highlighting of their sin. Not the guilt trips. Not the sticking stuff in their face and hoping they do things better, but it's actually God's goodness that draws them in and leads them to a place of falling to their knees and saying, yeah, I'm not everything that He is. That's it. And I repent. I repent for the things that I've done, the things that I've said, the places that I've gone that haven't been in line with what His will is for my life. It's His goodness that does that. That's it. So shame on us if we're ever afraid to preach about how good God is, you know. Like His love is good. Who He is is good. I have, I've had people in my life pull me aside after I've given a message, and they have said, "Man, I'm waiting for that power message." I'm like, "What's that?" The devil's come. The devil's here, and he's I'm like, "That's the power message. How big the devil is, and how like sinful we are." God's good. Amen? Okay. Last time I talked, last time I talked, we talked about 2020 being a year of what? Clarity, Clarity, right? Clarity. I believe it's going to come through prophetic. I believe it's going to come from uh, hearing hearing God's voice for ourselves. And we're going to see things not as they are, but as they could be, as they should be. Right? Not allowing the dust and the rubble from our breakthrough to keep us from moving forward in the kingdom. Right? Not allowing the mountain that we see in the way keep us from from seeing clearly what the Lord's trying to do. Right? And I believe that the clarity is going to come when we have like single vision. Everybody say single vision. Single vision. 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 And we're going to... I was reading about, I love the verse Matthew 6.22 where it says, if the, it says the eye is the lamp of the body and that if the eye is good, the whole body is filled with light. If the eye is good, some, some translations say if the eye is single, the whole body is filled with light. And then it talks about all the things that we worry about talks about all the things that get our attention, that keep us from having singular vision, singular focus on the kingdom of God. And it brings worry. Everybody say worry. Worry. Everybody says, I love worry. Good job. (laughs) Worry is a tool of what? The enemy. Keeps you from having singular focus on the kingdom of God and what he's trying to do. When your eye is single, your whole body is filled with light. And when you walk into a dark room, that room is filled with light. Just like Jason said, he inserted that stuff into us, right? Used to be God for us. And then it was when Jesus came, it was God with us. And when the Holy Spirit came, it's God in us. Amen glory that didn't change we're still in that time right now God in us God in us and I want to have singular vision as to what he's doing not only in my life but in the lives of the people around me we all have influence amen every single person has influence of some kind in their life maybe they've got children maybe they've got other family maybe they've got coworkers. workers maybe they run a business and they've got employees you're always rubbing elbows with somebody, amen. You have influence. It's important for us to have singular vision. Say singular vision. singular vision. And I was reading that as I was reading that verse, the Lord led me through an entire chapter of Matthew that I believe really outlines like the fruit of us having singular vision. Okay? And I don't know why the Lord does this with me, but whenever I'm preparing for a message, I feel like He gives me four or five points every single time. Like, four things that we're going to learn from this message today is blah, blah, blah. I don't know why, but it's kind of nice. I kind of like the the pinpoint things. You guys can take notes a little easier. We're going to have them up here. But there's four things that I read in here that I believe are outlined as fruit of singular vision say singular vision vision. i believe those four things are peace humility determination and wisdom i believe those four things when we really when we read this it's going to be outlined to us that those are four things that he wants us to have as bearers as carriers as bringers of his kingdom okay so Again, Matthew six twenty-two. Your you, the eye, your eye is the lamp that brings light to your body. When your eye is good or single, your whole body is filled with light. And as we're reading through Matthew, we're going to go to uh, verse six twenty-five. Go to six twenty-five with me. We're going to read this. It's a it's a bit of a A trek. But we're gonna see here how peace is something that comes when our vision, when our eye is single. Everybody say peace. Peace. Who wants peace? I do. Does worry bring peace? Worry steals what? Steals peace. Worry steals your peace. Who wants peace? Let's get it. Verse 25, we're just going to read it together. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable than him, or to Him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Everybody answer that question. No. no. And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies in the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers, "...that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith?" So don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate, say, dominate, the thoughts of unbelievers. Say, "Unbelievers." unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Here's his solution. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Is there peace in that? Is there peace in not having to worry about where your next meal is going to come from? Is there peace in not having to worry about whether or not me or my kids are going to have clothing on their back? There is peace. When we're singular focused on the kingdom of God, peace will come. I believe that. Peace will come. He says, don't worry about anything. I know all the things you need. Is he a good father? He's a very good father. I think God knows what we need for the purpose and the plan that he has for us. Does everybody in here have the same purpose and same plan, like detailed out? We all have different ones, right? He knows exactly what you need for your purpose and your plan. I think we get Jeremiah 29, 11 mixed up sometimes. Everybody know what it is? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to what? Prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a what? Hope and a future. I think sometimes in our minds we think, for I know the plans you have for me, God. Is that what it says? It says I know the plans that y- you know the plans you have. The Lord is speaking, I know the plans that I have for you. Declares the Lord. Who knows the plans? But yet we walk sometimes very confidently with like I know the plans. I know the plans. Declares the Lord. <laughs> He knows the plans, and he will provide you and give you everything you need for those plans. Doesn't mean he's going to unveil the blueprints for you, does it? It means that he knows what the plans are, and he's going to give you every tool you need as you take a step. God, I trust you. You've opened this door. I'm just going to walk through it believing the next door is going to open and the next door is going to open and the next paycheck is going to come in and the next bill is going to get paid. The lights are going to stay on in Jesus' name. Right? He knows the plans that he has for you. Declares the Lord. See, Noah didn't know what was coming. Right? He actually was... Had the privilege of having those plans given to him. Did God know the plans for Noah building that ark? Yeah, and he actually gave him the plans. Here's a hammer. You're going to be looking like a fool in your front yard. Everybody seen Evan Almighty? It was exactly like that. <laughs> the, the delivery truck came, brought the lumber, and he's hammering away with no rain in sight. But who knew the plans? And who gave, him the, who gave him the directions and the instructions? Right? Adam, Adam didn't know he needed a wife, did he? Didn't the Lord look and say, you need a helper, son. So he puts him to sleep, gives him a wife. Gave him everything he needed. Didn't he? Adam didn't even know what he needed. Adam didn't even know that he was missing out or didn't have every he didn't he didn't know that he needed a helper to do this. God put him to sleep, took a chunk of rib out of him, gave him gave it lips and hair, (laughs) and it was a whoa man, right? (laughs) The Hebrew word for worry in that verse about do not worry. It's merim na'o. Everybody say "meram na'o. meram na'o. 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 It means to divide into parts. To worry means to divide into parts, to fracture. Right? Single vision, and the enemy wants to bring what? Worry, distractions, divisions, fractures... Into the wholeness of the vision that God has for you. Right? Single. Single vision. And the enemy wants to come and get your eyes focused on everything else. Things that you don't have to worry about. Things that he makes you feel like you have to work. Everybody say, feel. 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 Yeah. We want to be people who know, in Jesus' name, that God is taking care of everything we need. Everything we need is taken care of. And worry comes to give us what I like to call scatter vision. Everybody say scatter vision. Scatter vision. I suffer from scatter vision sometimes. Where I get focused on so many things, like even in the natural. If I'm not closed off and locking myself in a room, I can't read a book. <laughs> I really can't. Multitasking might be handy for Brandon White, but I can't do it very well. Like, I really, really can't. And it's one of those things where scatter vision is something that I think we justify and we make excuses for, we even strive for it. If I could better multitask, I'd get more stuff done. Right? If I could learn to do this, be on the computer, do all this, spend time with my kids, do all these things, my life would be better. Is it the truth? Single vision, I believe, is what he wants us to have. Single vision. Everybody say scatter vision. Scatter vision. The second thing that I believe comes when we're seeking first the kingdom of God and whose righteousness? His righteousness. When we're seeking His righteousness, I believe something else that comes is Humility. Everybody say humility. humility. When you're comparing yourself to him, when you're comparing your righteousness to his righteousness, when you're comparing his gifts to your, to, to your gifts, what position are you? Very humble. <laughs> right? What the enemy wants us to do with scatter vision is focus more on other people. Right? if I compare my righteousness to your righteousness I can probably find some things that I'm better at than you are amen I can find something something that I'm better at than you are and then all of a sudden I'm judging you and I'm justifying my where I'm at because not everybody else is up here in this place but if my vision is focused on His kingdom and His righteousness, I'm on my knees and in a very humble posture, believing that I've got a ways to go. Right? Single vision on His kingdom and His righteousness brings humility. Look at Matthew 7.3. again that worry. And why worry, everybody say worry, Worry. about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of the speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite, it says. First get rid of the log in your own eye, then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. If I'm comparing myself to you, I'm going to see your issues. I'm going to see your specs. I'm going to believe that the log is out of my eye because I'm better than you at something. What's the Lord called us to do? Seek what? His kingdom and His righteousness. And I promise you, when we're doing that, you're not going to be caring about the speck in your brother's eye. You'll be loving him. You'll be helping him see the speck for himself. That's repentance, isn't it? Me walking up to Colton and grabbing that speck and, and pulling that speck out, is that repentance? That is our God is good. We're going to lead him to the goodness of God so that he sees the speck for himself. Iron sharpens iron, right? We want to stay sharp, stay vision, sharp vision. I believe that peace comes. I believe that humility comes. When we're seeking God and His kingdom and His righteousness, I don't want to compare myself to you. Amen. I believe there's something else that comes, is determination. Everybody say determination. Determination. When you're seeking God and His kingdom and His righteousness, determination is formed in your heart to go, to go, to go. To ask to seek to knock to go for more. Everybody say, Go for more. Go for more. I want to ask, I want to seek, I want to knock. Matthew 7 8 7 7. Sorry, looking for it. Looking for it. Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. Everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Determination. Who wants determination? To keep going for more. To not be distracted by every little thing that catches our eye. That pulls us away from the kingdom of God and His righteousness. It's it's something that you actually have to be determined to finish this race well. Did you know that? I'm not talking about having Jesus in your heart, dying and going to heaven someday. I'm talking about running this race well takes determination. And this is why it takes determination. Verse 13 there. 7.13 You can't enter God's kingdom only through a narrow gate. Sorry, you can enter God's kingdom only through a narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. I wonder if it takes determination and single vision to be able to even see that little door, to see that narrow road does it what if we're distracted by all the things that we don't need to be worried about are we going to be focused on the doorway to the kingdom I believe that he wants to lead us into a place where we see that doorway where we find that path and we look to our left and to our right and we realize there's people running with us I've got people running with me on this thing who wants that focus on his kingdom and you, I promise you, you will see people that are focused on His kingdom. And it makes this race much easier, even though it's very clear here that it's not going to be an easy race, right? So peace, humility, determination. I believe are fruit that come from seeking first His kingdom and His righteousness. Everybody say kingdom...
1: Righteousness. Righteousness.
0: And the kingdom fruit is produced when you not only seek, ask, and knock, but when you know and understand and put it into action. Right? Looking for its one thing, finding its one thing, doing something with it is another. When you find the kingdom Process and you actually put it into place in your life, in your family, in your workplace, you will see the results. You know that you have permission to build on that foundation that's laid out for you? You have permission to build. Instead of sitting back waiting for God to build the structures of your life, of your destiny, you have permission to build on a solid foundation. Of his kingdom and his righteousness. Amen? You don't believe me? Verse 24, 724. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Everybody say wise. wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Through the rain, though the rain comes and torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. Everybody say foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the wind beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. You have permission to build your life on something. You can build your life. Anybody in the room don't think they have permission to start building something? Guess what? This is my family, and you better bet that I'm building something in my home. Like Jason, I'm not waiting for my kids to do it. I'm the builder of my home. I know the ways of the kingdom. I know His righteousness. I know His will for my life. I'm going to pick up the hammer. I'm going to pick up the wood like Noah, and I'm going to start building something. I'm not waiting for you to do it for me. I'm going to encourage you to do the same thing. A wise man does that. Wisdom comes when you not only hear about the kingdom, when you not only come here on Sunday morning and hear Darren talk about kingdom, 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 but when you go home and say, you know what, I'm going to put this into practice. I'm going to do something with this kingdom information that I've learned about seeking after him. Not looking at everybody else and comparing myself to them, but seeking after Him. Everybody say Him. Him. Did you know it's about Him? That it's His kingdom that I'm establishing? It's not my kingdom. It's His kingdom. I get to be in it. I get to participate in it, but it's His kingdom. It's His flag that I'm waving. Okay? It's his initials that I'm going to paint on the front of the foundation that I'm building in my home. And I hit it right every single time, right? Cut. No, I get scatter vision sometimes. And I allow worry to calm. And I start looking away from the things that God has completely laid out for me. And I start worrying about this and worrying about that. And I didn't have this when I, when I was a kid. I didn't receive this from my family. I've been dealt a rough hand in life. But I know His will for my life. Did you know that His will is laid out in this Word? And if you don't spend time reading this Word, are you going to know the will? Are you going to know His will for your life? Wisdom comes in the kingdom. when you not only hear and listen to things about the kingdom, but you do something with it. It's that whole activation language that we've talked about before, right? Not just receiving information and revelation. It's applying it to your life and you become activated in it. That's what happens in the kingdom. Everybody put your hand in the air like this and say, God, it's about you. I seek you, I seek your kingdom, I seek your righteousness. righteousness. I seek your joy, your Your happiness, your Your fulfillment, your ways, your Your plans. Father God, help us keep our eyes singular in 2020. Help us keep our eyes fixed. Not on things of this world that distract. Not on things of this world that bring worry. But on your kingdom and your righteousness. God, I'm not afraid of your righteousness, Lord. I'm not afraid of comparing myself to you. I actually want to be humble. And the times that arrogance and pride has ever risen up in my heart and in my life is when I'm comparing myself to other people. So Father, keep me humble in the kingdom. Keep me humble in my home Keep me humble in my relationships, Lord. Keep me humble in my workplace. Father, give me wisdom. Wisdom to build my house on your rock. To build my house on your kingdom foundation, Lord. I believe that clarity is coming through the prophetic when we decide to step out and speak. And I believe that singular vision is going to come when we decide to seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. And that verse says that all these things will be added to you. It says they'll be added. That means they're not the primary focus in my life. The primary focus, Father is you and your kingdom and your righteousness, and that's it. And I'm so okay with that, Father. I'm so okay with that being my primary focus, that I can make all the plans that I want, and I can make all the New Year's resolutions that I want, and I can put down all these things on my calendar and my schedule that I want to go after. But God, is about your kingdom and your righteousness, and all these things will be added. So I thank you for the peace that comes. And just knowing that you, Father, have a plan that's greater than my plan. You have a purpose that's greater than my purpose. And we thank you for that, Father. God, I pray, your, I pray for your blessings to flow as we get into your word. As we open up Matthew or Mark or Colossians and we read your heart for your kids as we read your heart about me and about us, I'm encouraged, Father. I'm encouraged. And so we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you guys join with me in like this singular vision thing? Can we focus on that? Can we put like clear focus on seeking first His kingdom and His righteousness and that's it? I want to see what happens. Because I believe that when your spirit connects with His spirit, you're going to learn new things about yourself, about your capabilities, about who you are. We want to go around looking for those things. He will give them to you. I promise. Singular vision. Everybody say, single vision. vision. That's what's going to happen when we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And when you have single vision, when your eye is single, your whole body is filled with light. Darkness flees when light comes. Amen? If there's a dark room and you flip a light on, what happens? Darkness flees. Who wants darkness gone in their life? Flip that light on. Get single vision, whole body filled with light. Amen. Amen.